from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Thursday, August 24th, 2023, in the world of cybersecurity practitioners. That is a lifetime from yesterday to today. Good morning, everyone tuning in for this live broadcast. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, X, formerly known as Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Uh, good morning to Mr. McQuiggan. Good morning to Steven. Good morning to Chris and everyone else tuning in on YouTube and Twitch. We see all y'all. Good morning to all these awesome people that are part of this morning ritual that I like to call cybersecurity updates. Well, a busy show this morning, like every morning. A lot of stuff to talk about today, including the, the win RAR uh, zero day. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff tying to crypto so much more it's great to be back in the studio by the way you know why it's great to be back in the studio because mr mcquiggan will know exactly why i have my double espresso and there's nothing better than a double espresso in the morning like i won't knock the celsius that i had yesterday while on the road but it's good coffee cup cheers y'all yeah it's good it's great i love espressos i I can't help it let's go ahead and get started with threat actors exploiting a zero day in the win rar to target crypto accounts, the attacks are now targeting a patched bug that's been going on since at least April of this year, according to several security uh, vendors in the space. The bug tracked the CVE 2023-38831 did allow attackers to hide malicious code and zip archives masquerading as a JPEG or a .txt or any other file format for that matter, and then distribute them in an online cryptocurrency trading forum. The attacks have been going on since at least April, some three months before researchers at Group IP discovered the vulnerability and reported it to RAR Lab, the company that develops and distributes the Win RAR files. Uh, RAR Lab issued a beta patch for the issue on July 20th with an updated version on August 2nd. That's version 6.23 for those uh, that want to kind of figure that piece out as well. Even though uh, at least 130 systems on the forums that people use to trade crypto remain infected, Group IB said in a report this week that the security vendor urged when RAR users currently estimated at nearly a half a billion people, 500 million, to install the new version immediately to mitigate their exposure to attacks targeting the vulnerability. The researchers at Group IB discovered the then zero-day vulnerability when investigating threat activity related to Darkmia, remote access Trojan, that security vendor NS Focus first discovered last year and attributed to EvilNum. Malware packs a variety of functions for spying on targets and for use as a loader for other malware. So there's that. Now they're weaponizing these. And this again becomes really, really interesting. One, because of, of the way it targets crypto traders, but this same vector could also be used to target your organization. And as, as tools, we allow these when RAR uh, files to typically come through. In most cases, especially for finance and marketing, where they may be getting big file sizes and that's how they compress them. So critical to be able to scan those, maybe to potentially uh, have those go through sandbox uh, for the time being until one, you make sure everyone who's using it is on the right version. Number two, may want to do that going forward for a little bit to make sure that you're sandboxing and testing. Just kind of a, a, a practitioner way to mitigate this specific zero day. The Danish cloud hosting service provider Cloud Nordic has announced that all of its systems were rendered unusable following a ransomware attack. The attack, which started on Friday, August 18th, resulted in all of their systems and servers being shut down. Websites, email systems, customer systems, our customers' websites, everything. A break-in that has paralyzed the company completely. 
also hit their customers extremely, extremely hard. It hit their customers so hard that these guys have said that they've lost all customer data. That's right. Let me repeat that. This cloud provider. So when, when, when people come and tell you we're, we're safe and secure in the cloud, it's great. We should always be on the cloud. It's wonderful. Um, I would urge you to take a moment, the link to the stories in the show notes, and share that. So apparently Cloud Nordic, who were in the middle of an ongoing transition to a new data center where they had some sort of existing dormant infection in their environment. And as they were moving, apparently one of their security systems went down, which allowed the threat actors to encrypt all of their systems. I mean, everything. During the transition, separated servers were connected to the company's internal network. It provided the attackers access to the central admin systems and the backup systems, including the secondary ones. The attackers then succeeded in encrypting all server disks, as well as the primary and secondary backup systems, whereby all machines crashed and they lost access to all the data, Cloud Nordic says. They say they have no plan to, play, to pay the ransom, although it's, investigating, uh, it's investigation into the attack showed it cannot recover the, any of the lost data. Uh, it's proved impossible to recreate more data, and the majority of our customers have thus lost all data with us. This applies to everyone. We have not contacted up to this time. Wow. So the encryption was performed via the admin systems. There's no evidence that attackers had access to or exfiltrated any of the data. If you recall, when, when the conflict between Russia and Ukraine started and, and we started to see wiper malware come through, I said it's only a matter of time before it hits other organizations. Now, this isn't a, there, there's no indication this is wiper malware. But by all means, this is significant. This is a major cloud provider in the Nordics in Europe that has just said, as we're moving data centers, we lost all of our customer data. Can't reiterate this, all customer data. If if you understand the downstream impact of that, all power to you, y'all. Really all power to you. But this is significant. Uh, this is a, uh, a big warning sign that we should be talking about as well. 3,000 open fire servers are vulnerable to takeover attacks. Thousands of open fire servers remain vulnerable to CVE 2023-32315 an actively exploited path traversal vulnerability that allows an unauthenticated user to create a new admin account. The OpenFire is a widely used Java-based open-source chat XMPP server downloaded around 9 million times. On May 23rd of this year, it was disclosed that the software was impacted by an authentication bypass issue that affected version 3.10.0, and this was released in April of 2015. Until that point, OpenFire then released security updates in version 4.6.8, 4.7.5, and 4.8.0, to address the issue, but still the flaw was being actively exploited as there's many unpatched servers that still remain uh, open. As highlighted in a report by Vonecheck vulnerability researcher Jacob Baines, the OpenFire community has not rushed to apply to updates with over 3,000 servers remaining uh, vulnerable. So I won't go too much into this thing other than to say, please make sure if you are using OpenFire to get that uh, patched. Discord starts notifying users affected by their March data breach. Starting on Monday of this week, Discord has started reaching out to users affected by a data breach disclosed earlier this year to let them know what PII was exposed in the incident. The breach stemmed from a security breach at a third service uh, provider, a third-party service provider that was detected on March 29th, involved in the compromise of an account belonging to a customer support agent, kind of similar to the Okta breach. The incident was subsequently disclosed on May 12th through email sent to potentially infected individuals. They're now going through letting people know what PII has been uh, given to the attackers. The FBI has published information on six cryptocurrency wallets operated by North Korean hackers believed to be holding stolen funds. 
The FBI said they hold roughly 1,580 Bitcoin that are likely related to the recent theft of cryptocurrency assets worth hundreds of millions of dollars over the last 24 hours. The FBI tracked cryptocurrency stolen by the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. Uh, that's North Korea, by the way. So the DPRK, because people will hear Democratic People's Republic and they'll go, what, South Korea? No, no, no. Uh, again, every autocracy has some sort of democracy in its name. Uh <laughs> Trader, uh, trade, trader affiliated actors, also known as the Lazarus Group, are affiliated with this. The FBI believes that they may attempt to cash out the Bitcoin worth more than $40 million in order to finance illicit activities going on in North Korea in order to finance their, their nuclear program and, and everything else going on there. Uh, trader, uh, trader affiliated hackers stole around $60 million and $37 million in crypto from AlphaPoo and coins paid in July and about another $100 million from Atomic Wallet in June. Previously, the attackers stole crypto assets and attacks against Harmony's Horizon Bridge and Sky Mavis's Ronin Bridge. So the government having their eye on North Korea's crypto a bit, uh, heist as a way to finance their uh, activities. The lapsus uh, teen who was conv- uh, has been convicted of high-profile attacks. A London jury has found that the 18-year-old member of the lapsus data extortion gang helped hack multiple high-profile companies, stole data from them, and demanded ransom. He's believed to be one of the leaders of the group, Arion Cortage from Oxford, England, was arrested twice in 2022, first in January, then again in March, in connection with the lapses hacking activity. We talked about it way back then. He's on trial for breaching fintech company Revolt, Uber, and Rockstar Games. High-profile organizations impacted by lapses also include Microsoft, Cisco, Okta, NVIDIA, T-Mobile, Samsung, Vodafone, Ubisoft, 2K, and Globent. Um, Cortage, who's autistic, was not deemed... uh, fit to be in court however a jury was asked to determine if he was responsible the teenager is believed to have breached the city of london police cloud storage after he was arrested in connection with the attack on mobile operator ee it's alleged that after that with the help of some lapsus members cortege targeted revolt uber and rockstar games demanding millions of dollars in ransom using the handle teapot uh teapot you uber hacker and while on bail at a hotel cortege leaked gameplay videos from unreleased gta 6 obtained after breaching the game's developers slack server and confluence wiki um so he's been convicted it remains to be seen um if he'll be sentenced at all and finally uh, the un is in final negotiations on a un cybercrime treaty that will do nothing other than say we've negotiated a un cybercrime treaty by an organization that has locked teeth since nearly its inception. The diplomatic sources are telling recorded future news that the ultimate text wasn't expected to be ambitious or to dramatically transform law enforcement approach to ransomware, but the producing anything capable of getting a vote at the General Assembly next year would be seen as a win, and that's the problem with the UN. Anyone who counts on these governmental organizations to be able to give you any sort of thing is living in la-la land. I hate to say that. Here's the deal with this. This is going to be... Uh, nothing but saying cybercrime is bad. Uh, think of a, take your Mr. Mackey voice, drugs are bad and, uh, from South Park and do that here. Cybercrime is bad and we're going to try to target it bad. But uh, the countries that have nuclear weapons that are on the Security Council get to veto anything that happens here in cybercrime because they're really mostly responsible for a lot of the cybercrime that takes place anyways. So there's really going to be no teeth to this outside of, look, everyone, you're we're, we're doing something for that's about it that's that's really all this is um and that's sad um so there's that
that's it for our program this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more uh, next week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, releasing another one of our Black Hat special episodes with uh, Yoad Fikate, the founder and CEO at Blind Spot Security. A great, great conversation on dealing with supply chain risks, uh, finding your blind spots, and so much more. They've taken a really interesting approach to helping you solve those problems. Yoad came and sat with me at Black Hat. We had a really, really great conversation. So uh, tune into that. That'll be live tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern on your favorite podcast listening platform or on our YouTube, LinkedIn, tw- uh, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, and everywhere else. Until then, have a great rest of your day, y'all. Have a great weekend, and most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.